Welcome to the 30-Minute Week Podcast. Yes, and welcome once again to the 30-Minute Week Podcast. Today is Valentine's Day. Oh, happy Valentine's Day, man. To all, all, all the women out there, and happy men. Valentine's and Day. Guys. Especially for me. Well, yes, but directly straight to me from the Oh, so you have multiple Valentines. That's not what I said. And then happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. You are the Tiger Woods of podcasting. What? If you guys did not get the introductions, my name is Reed Horner. I am your host, of course, joined by the... Another nickname, ever so talented. I'll keep going. Manny Day. Oh. Thank you for joining us. And we have George Rodriguez... Behind the glass, producing his first show. We're excited. A lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of football. No, not football. A lot of things that aren't football is what That's I mean. True. We're now That's done true. with the Super Bowl and done with professional football. A lot of things in the basketball world. We're going to get to those in our headline segment. Before Manny, though, has a monologue. Remember, you guys can always email us any of your questions at 30minuteweek at gmail.com or just tweet us directly at 30minuteweekpod. Love to interact with you. You guys are as much uh, about the show as us, honestly. But um, as I said, Manny, you have a little big idea for us. I do. Uh, my uh, my top today is the uh, is golden age. Okay, so I turned twenty two this year. All right, on April twenty second, and uh, after talking to a couple of my female friends last week, I found out that this is your golden age. You know, like when you uh, turn the age you are on the day you were born, that's your golden age. So I'm twenty two on the twenty second, which is pretty cool. And then I started to think about. Um, this is this is pretty much the golden age in sports, you know. Like we have LeBron James, Steph Curry, Tom Brady, Serena Williams, Floyd Mayweather. Like the list goes on and on and on. And I'm I'm a happy person. Everybody knows that. I'm pretty much never sad any moment of my life. And it's because I don't ever dwell on anything negative. You know, I think about things that are exciting, things that make me uh, just things that just that make me happy. I know a lot of people don't really, you know, everybody has their own political differences, don't really agree with our current president right now, aren't really happy with the things that he does and things like that. And that that can make somebody sad. But just think about this. Last night, the UConn women's basketball won 100 games in a row. Tom Brady came back from being down 25 in the third quarter. LeBron James and the Cavs were down 3-1 in the NBA Finals. This is all happy stuff to me. I mean, we're talking about Serena Williams, Michael Phelps. This is the best time to be alive if you are a sports fan of any kind. Floyd Mayweather. We got Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. Like This this is amazing to me that we just have all these premier superstar athletes at this time in our lives. Like, we're so lucky and we're so blessed to witness this. Usain Bolt, Kobe Bryant. Like, I don't care, honestly, if you don't. Have a Valentine today. Twenty years down the road, you're not gonna like, oh man, you know, I didn't have a Valentine this and that uh, in 2017. No, you're gonna talk about Tom Brady. You're gonna talk about LeBron James, Steph Curry, UConn women's bat a hundred straight games, and you're complaining about not having a date tonight. Who cares? Be happy about something that's that's bigger than that. That's not gonna matter in 20 years. We're talking about champions. We're talking about people who who have changed the culture of life. I'm just happy to be just to be alive right now. This this is truly the golden age in sports. Changing the culture of life. I'm going to oh. put that in a poster and sell it in targets across the country. It's amazing. That you're not wrong. I would though I would argue don't get caught up in the moment. I think that every generation, every era of sports have had its yeah, great athletes. Yeah, but it's not like this though. Uh, think think about the Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt. But they're breaking records that someone else broke. I feel like when you talk about things like that, there's always a good, those are going to end up being someone 
there's going to end up being someone who's faster than Usain Bolt, every, every better than record, Michael Phelps, every better than is LeBron. Meant to be broken. Correct. But we have this on now. I think you're right, and I think a big part of that is because sports have never been so popular. They make so much money that it's gone from being uh, a niche passion for a certain sect of Americans into being incorporated into our entire country's culture. You know, what I mean? the Super Bowl is an event. More than half the country saw this last Super Bowl. I think people like my mom, who didn't even know sports, know LeBron James, which is something I don't think you had 30 years ago. For that, so for that, I agree with you. Uh, side note too. My birthday, April 21st, only a day apart. Oh, snap. Although I, did not, I did not know that. That's the first fun time fact, I learned right? And I'm entering my golden age. I'm turning 21 this year. So, <laughs> hey, listen. We, uh, hey, we, it we was are, meant to be. We are on top of the world, Reed. Well, I'm on top of the world. I can't really speak on your life. I, I like to think of myself as carrying the world. You ever seen that statue oh, with the guy? Okay. Okay, well, anyway. There's a lot of weight on your shoulders. But um, lots of talk about it. I hope you guys like what Manny had to say. And if you don't, then you can always tweet him at Showtime Manny because his Twitter handle is always cooler than mine, which is oh. just my name. Anyways, <laughs> as we like to do, recap the week in sports as in, in 30 minutes. Name of the show. Uh, yeah. You want to get to the headlines? Uh, Yeah, headline number one. The Oakley situation. In Madison Square Garden. Reed, you're <laughs> smiling. You love this. Tell, tell me something about it. What you got to say? Well, I've been sick with the flu for about a week. I don't know if you guys can hear it. I'm playing a little injured today, or our version of injured. Never mind. But it all started last week, right before this Oakley situation happened. I was actually slated to cover cover that game because our Beats reporter Nick uh, for the Knicks, Christian Goey, couldn't do it. I was like, oh, hey, I'll take that game for you. Clippers, I was like, excited. I got really sick. I was like, I just can't do it. Upset because that was the game in which Charles Oakley was confronted by... Nick's, I'll say, security and kicked out of the game after he shoved them. And it was a big situation. It was a, not a good situation for both the Knicks, Dolan, Oakley, or the NBA for that matter. Um, here's the, If you guys don't know what we're talking about, just documentation. The Knicks said that uh, officially he behaved in a highly inappropriate and completely abusive manner. Oakley bought a game for the ticket. Uh, he sat about three rows behind Dolan. And the Knicks say he was making comments at Dolan derogatory, yelling, whatever, and uh, that Dolan then asked security to kick him out. Oakley didn't take too kindly to that. <laughs> no one would. Pushed them around a little bit, got into a fight, and was arrested. Uh, and then this past Monday, February 13th, for those of you who might be listening a little bit later than the Tuesday it's published, and if you are, what's up with that? Anyways, <laughs> Adam Silver just sat down with Charles Oakley and James Dolan and Michael Jordan on a conference call. All called in. Michael Jordan called in for some reason. And they seem to have resolved their problem. Yes, Oakley is, in fact, welcomed back into MSG. So a week later, the situation has begun and resolved. Faster than anything, any, you know what, let me not even. What are your thoughts about this? Um, I think that, I think it's funny because, you know. (laughs) Funny? Yeah, because as as someone who, like, Oakley, he played for the Knicks, you know. uh, He played in in a good time. He He was a great player. And you think when you go back to a place like Madison Square Garden, that you have some type of prestige, you know. You don't, you would never expect to be kicked out of your own home. Like that's I, that's how he felt. Like like you're not gonna kick me out. Like I built Madison. I was one of the guys who built MSG. I built the New York Knicks. Even though there's really nothing about the Knicks now, never really was to be honest. But he really would like you know. If you want to talk about the golden time for the Knicks, he was there. So to kick him out, like he kind of felt he was hurt, man. He kind of felt really some type of way about that. Yeah, I. And when everyone talks about the situation, they always want to take sides. Are you on Oakley's side? Or are you on James Dolan's side? Is the dress, was it black and white or whatever, blue and white and black and gold, whatever that thing was? It's, people love taking dress. sides, whether it's politics, 
Twitter memes or sports stories like this. Do we criticize Oakley for how he acted, or do we criticize Dolan for kicking him out? I think you can do both. I I'm think not, I'm not going to criticize him for how he acted. I would be I would react the exact same way if you were kicking me out of my house. But MSG, I built that place. So you believe the story, then, and I would be more. I'd be more on your side if I believed the story that he was just sitting there minding his own business and then the security just came over and Dolan said, kick you out. Do you think that's what happened? Of course that's not what happened. So if, and and I'm not saying Dolan is right for doing that, but he is the owner of the Knicks. Yes. So when security, even if you're upset, Charles Oakley, you're a grown man. Yeah, you are, exactly. Just have this resolved in another way. You don't fight security. But James Dolan, I've said this, now that, um, whatchamacallit, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the Clippers' former owner. Oh, Stan? Is that his name? Whatever. Anyways, the racist dude. He's not important. Um, now that he's out of the NBA, James Dolan's officially the worst NBA owner. So I'm not going to by any means protect him. My initial thoughts of this were basically that they were just both two kids fighting. Yeah. Like, like just whiny babies. The whole situation should have been handled differently on both sides. And it's created another sideshow problem for the NBA League, which seems to increasingly now... <laughs> have more sideshow problems that the don't have NBA, to deal with the basketball. NBA is so much drama these days. Adam Silver, after their meeting, uh, released transcript of basically his comments on the whole situation, all that kind of stuff. I have the transcript here for you, but being the insightful person that I am, Manny, I have gone through this and translated it for you guys. Because oh. Adam Silver's like, he's the face of the NBA, right? He can't tell you exactly what he feels, but see, I do know. Okay. So I read the transcript, and then I translated it in my own words. So I'm going to read you guys bits of it, and then I'm going to tell you what he actually meant, at least what I think he actually meant. Ready? I would love to hear this. Okay, guys, sit down for this. Adam Silver said, It is beyond disheartening to see situations involving members of the NBA family like the ones that occurred at Madison Square Garden this past week. What he really wanted to say was, It is embarrassing that our multi-million dollar league has to deal with a situation like this. He, he then said, in an effort to find a path forward, New York Knicks owner, owner James Dolan, Charles Oakley, and I met today at the league office, along with Michael Jordan, who participated by phone. What he really wanted to say, guys, was, these two children seem unable to fix this problem on their own. So I had to sit Charles and James down together in timeout so they could talk about their problems in a safe space. Also, remember when Michael Jordan used to play in the NBA? That was cool. <laughs> Adam Silver then went on to say both Mr. Oakley and Mr. Dolan were apologetic about the incident and subsequent comments and their negative impact on the Knicks organization and the NBA. But we all know he really meant to say both children told me they were, quote, sawy, which is when I had to tell them to turn and face each other and say it to their faces. He then went on in his quote to say Mr. Dolan expressed his hope that Mr. Oakley would return to MSG and his guests would be his guests in the near future. But what he really meant to say was, James even offered Oakley to play with his toy soon. <laughs> now, closing it out, he then said, I appreciate the efforts of Mr. Dolan and Mr. Oakley and Mr. Jordan to work together <laughs> towards a resolution of this matter. And uh, this was the final transition I have for you guys. Again, this is what I think, not what he said. But then I think he meant to say, I'm so proud of James and Charlie. Both of them are going to get a gold star on the good job board I keep behind my desk. Also, thank you for Michael Jordan for letting me mention his name twice, even though he did nothing. <laughs> Again, I hope you all remember, the NBA does involve professional basketball from time to time. So please, don't stop buying jerseys of your favorite players, as well as pretending like Curry's newest shoes are cool, which continue to be the go-to footwear for nurses around the world. 
that was what he wanted to say, <laughs> all the things he wanted to say. But, you know, Adam Silver's face of the league has to be a little more buttoned up, so that's why I exist. I'm going to tell you what the commission really said, wanted it, to say. What do you really, think about that? It's really funny that Michael was a part of this. Right? Like, that's right. I was like, like it's, I guess it's, like, <laughs> it's a look on the bigger picture of the NBA, you know, Michael being the face, the GOAT and everything. But Michael, did he really have to what? be on the phone for that? I feel like he just, like, they had a conference call, and Michael Jordan said, hey, guys, it's Michael, and then continued to watch, like, Space Jam on mute for the entire <laughs> conference call. I like, think literally that was a miss. Like, like I think he's like, oh, remember when the NBA was fun and you loved it in the '90s? Like, I just I thought that was weird. The whole situation, though, I know obviously that was a joke, but I meant for it to emphasize the fact that this yeah. whole situation is childish and we it, shouldn't it be. It was very childish, honestly. Uh, very disappointing. The Knicks, you know, if, if that matters to them, it doesn't matter. But as a you know, as an organization in New York, you guys are making this look bad, like really bad. Please stop. Terrible and start winning games too, if you can. They haven't won the championship since the early 70s, so I don't know if you telling them to win games is going to fix out 30-plus yeah. years of... Anyways, I think the second headline comes after the first. Manny, are you ready for number two? Headline number two. UConn women's basketball wins 100 straight games last <laughs> night. 100 straight games. Let me, let, me, let me tell you this. The last game they lost, I want to say it was in uh, November 2014, and that was a game in overtime versus Stanford. If they had won that game, their streak would be at 148 right now. <laughs> 148. 100 straight wins? Where is this done? Nowhere. Like, you don't, you don't ever hear this anywhere. This is amazing. Congratulations to those ladies. Congratulations to uh, Coach Gino. He is so underrated. He gets he doesn't get enough love, you know, n- enough of uh, respect. And his name is not out there as much as a coach, but man, the job the job he's done year in and year out in UConn is amazing. Ah. Uh, it's amazing. Oh, and I think here we go. 100 straight wins is unprecedented. I don't think any team could do this. I was surprised. I think UConn women's college basketball is as is is the face of women's college basketball. Like when you think about women's college basketball, you think about this organization because how dominant they are. But I don't know if their dominance to this extent is really good for women's college basketball. I've mentioned in last show when I talk about leagues need things like parity and dynasties. The women's college basketball is a dynasty, but they're so dominant now that there's no parity in women's college basketball. They they're the villains that can't be defeated and I think that Women's college basketball, for as great as they are, and I congratulation Gino Oriama, you're right, one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time. Hats off to the UConn women Huskies. That being said, I kind of wish we- that they would lose to like, maybe another rival that was really good or a couple good teams so that we have some parity. If not, you're just watching me play my brother in NBA 2K, which I always win. So like, like that's not a competitive I, I circumstance. I you disagree. Know? Yeah, I disagree because, one, if you watched the 100th win last night against uh, South Carolina, the first half was close. They were down. They were down. I mean, but you don't get women you, women's fatigue. Winning fatigue? Like it's no. cool. Like after a while you're just like 100 straight 150 straight wins. Like What do you No one. And I mean no one. No one gets bored with winning. It's impossible. I no, I don't think you the the, the team is bored with winning, but as the casual fan it goes from being really cool to being like, oh, no, okay, and, and they and won let again. Me tell you why, and let me tell you why it's a big deal. Because when you are on top, um, every champion can tell you this. When you have to defend your title the next year, you get everybody's best 100% but, of the time. You know how it feels? 
you know what? Each coach is telling their team every time you play a champion or you play these women, oh, guess what? We're going to be the team that beats them. We're going to be the team to stop to break the And streak. that's great for the teams. I'm talking about it's a casual fan watching it. To give you an idea about how long it was until they last won. As a won, fan watching it, do you know how much money people bet on sports? And they, you know, you know how horrible of a bet UConn women's husky is. That I'm sure that I'm not a gambler myself, but I'm sure that Vegas isn't giving you any money for betting that UConn women's gonna yeah, win. Yeah, but to bet against UConn, you okay. Know, you know, people. So you're, love so bet. you're advocating for this winning streak because of illegal sports betting. That's why women's. I'm good advocating at winning. for this winning streak because winning is amazing. Okay, because these women are talented. I watched. I'm, I'm not okay. I'm not saying that they're not I'm talented. I'm not saying they're not fun I'm to watch. I'm saying it's winning. good for the sport as a whole. Yes. To be this dominant. Yes. To give you an idea about how long ago it was until they last won, guys. Donald Trump hadn't yet declared his candidacy for presidency. LeBron James had just started his first season in Cleveland. Dak Prescott was in his first season starting for Mississippi State, and Bill Cosby was still loved by America. Now, that was a long time ago. I tell you what. <laughs> and I don't know if. It doesn't matter. It's a dynasty nonetheless. Okay, well, I think we're both arguing two points. I'm not saying it's not impressive, but I'm saying if no, I'm women's saying, college basketball, no, I kind of want someone to beat them. I kind of want there to be yes, a little yes, more competition. Yes, you, you, you want somebody to beat them, but the fact that they can keep on winning is great. It's great, yeah. Yeah. It's but not, what happens uh, when, like, when are you going to get tired? 150 wins, 200 no, wins? No, you don't get tired with winning. No, they don't get tired, but a casual fan, aren't you going to start get, get bored? No, not me. I watch every game they play. Until they lose. And when they lose, I watch the next game again to see if they can go back to I feel that. like you're also the type of person that like watches the same movie they love fifty times in a row and you go, Oh my god, it's so cool. Like I yo, you know that's no, gonna happen. No. Like I want some excitement sometimes. You're terrible, Reed. Headline <laughs> number three. <laughs> Durant, Golden State, Westbrook, Thunder. Did you watch the game? Actually? I did. Yeah, my little brother came over to my apartment and we sat there and watched it on my computer. Um Oh, I watched it on my computer too. I mean, I thought that was just interesting. You know, that we both watch on our computers. I was at the homeless I mean, shelter, though, so that's kind of different between me and you. Okay. Well, yeah. I feel like a horrible human Manny being. wins that one. Yeah, thank you. I think, yeah, I, think Manny, I definitely did win that one. Darn, wow. Okay, then. <laughs> Wait, but but seriously, though, um, from, from this game, <laughs> you want to know what I take away from this game? <laughs> Kevin Durant is soft. I think we all knew that before. And, and Russell really has no help. Like, well, I mean, no help. This man... Has no help at all, and it's sad. And I actually feel bad for him now because it's it's just it's downhill from here. What do you think? Uh, I think this game was watched at least for me for the outside storylines because we knew what the end score was going to be. Yeah. Golden State ended up dominating them, one thirty to one fourteen. Uh, even though Thunder were at home, you said Russell Westbrook carried this team. Has no help. It's exactly, they actually got out to a quick start. They did. Westbrook had, I believe, twenty-one points by halftime. But he, you're right; he just doesn't have the manpower, especially when you go against Golden State, which has four. Um, I don't think Draymond Green's number one. Three number one players on that roster. That's what I expect. But I want to talk about. So, so I don't want to talk about the basketball game. They're better than them. We get it. Westbrook's good. Team's not going to win. Whatever. We've been over this. I want to wait to the end of the year. We can get at the MVP debate. But what do you think about this being known as the cupcake game with <laughs> the shirts? There were a lot of cupcake shirts and signs during that game. West- um, I Yeah, I mean, Kevin Durant's soft. He's a cupcake. Like, How can he be so soft? He's so skinny. He has no fat that, in his body. That's, that's another reason why he's so soft. He's like, you can live. Oh, but my God. How do you feel about when the— When Lance Stevenson blew on LeBron, if he'd done that to KD, KD would have fell over. 
timber, like fell right over. He is soft. So how? What do you feel? I I, I guess about the. Golden State's involvement in trolling the cupcakes is a reference to, I believe, Westbrook posted on Instagram cupcakes after Durant left. Then Golden State's come back with cupcake shirts. Uh, Draymond Green, Curry had them on. They're like, oh, just I embracing mean, that. I love it. Do you like that? Oh, I love it. It's it's it's, it's all it's like indirect trash talk. You know, it's like, pretty direct. It's, I mean, it's direct. But I, it's so direct it's, they took the time to buy shirts to wear them. How's that indirect? It's it's indirect in the fact that when you trash talk on the court and on the field, like normally people use like more foul, more vulgar language. It's indirect in that way that you know nothing. Nothing is said that is going to upset like the uh, NBA viewers. Nothing like it's going to you know upset children or parents you know who don't want their kids hearing certain language. I love it. I really do love it. And of course. Golden State would do that because they're in the better position. They obviously won the game. They're winning the series so far this year, and they can do that. But, man, it's just it's amazing. I, I thought it was compelling and exciting. You're right. But I'm kind of disappointed. Not kind of. I am disappointed in Golden State. I feel like they're such a dominant team, and they're so good. I'm not saying they have to be perfect. I love this. But I feel like this would have been cooler if they had done it towards a team that was competitive. They had done this towards LeBron and Cleveland. If they had done this towards <laughs> San Antonio, then they would mean some. But San Antonio, they yes. seem they seem pathetic right now because they're doing it to a team they know they're gonna kill. So there's no like it's it's like, it's like the bully picking on a little kid. You know what I mean? Why I they, think with this game they should have taken the high road and saved the cupcake no. for stuff for LeBron who was no, trolling them. They can't, they can't do that. This is the game they had to do it one because but LeBron owns the Warriors. Yeah, but they don't think that, and they're I just uh, I think they're a lot uh, more immature of a team me, than we think. They know LeBron owns the Warriors. They don't act like it. <laughs> yeah, what? They don't act like it. They, there was no way they could have pulled this cupcake thing versus LeBron. One, when they won the chip uh, two years ago, LeBron led in all stats like he did when uh, when the Cavs won this year. They get KD. They lose on Christmas. They get KD because they can't beat LeBron. You're not going to talk smack about the guy you can't beat. You called him, uh, I think Clay Thompson just, I, I forgot what he said about him when they were up 3-1 that upset LeBron. And next you know, he went crazy. So you don't expect for them to have antics like this during the finals if they meet up in the finals, if slash no. when. No, 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 no. I wish they would, because then I'll have a little more respect Trust for them. Trust me, you can't. You can't give You can't give somebody who, like, you can't give LeBron that. And then if you don't think they're going to do that, don't you find this kind of pathetic that you're going to do this against OKC no, no, but not against a competitive no, because, team that has also trolled you? Because everything that's been built up to this game, to KD but, coming home. But LeBron has trolled them, too. The Cleveland Cavaliers LeBron have trolled them. LeBron owns the Warriors. But if you want to be a trash talker, okay, you know but, what, but this, what I'm but saying. This, this, I know, I understand what you're saying, but this builds on the Warriors and KD as soft individuals. Okay, we have, we have, they are the cupcakes, you're right. Yeah. As it just so, so happens that they're not going to talk trash the to The Thunder are the mini cupcakes, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, they're not going like, to talk trash to LeBron because LeBron will step on them, literally. So did you hear Kevin Durant's intro, the... the, the the crowd reaction. It was people were trying to compare it to LeBron's when he came back to Cleveland with Miami. The booze. It was nothing compared to that. LeBron literally sounded like he walked into a beehive. <laughs> Kevin Durant. They were upset, but he even trolled them afterwards. Said, "Oh, I thought it would be a little bit louder." And man, I mean, uh, I, I don't even know what to say. That's just really. Uh, it's it's honestly, I find this to be really sad because Oklahoma really took Kevin Durant in as like their son. Like he was big time in Oklahoma. I don't mind him leaving, but I feel that he there's certain things he's thrown shade towards yeah, Russell's yeah. and OKC's way that you don't need to do. Exactly, there's certain way that you handle. Like LeBron, besides you know uh, speaking on to Dan Gilbert, who tried to you know pretty much deface his name in the letter. LeBron never really said anything bad about Cleveland when he left. You know, there's a respect factor that you kind of have to have, and KD does not respect Russ, and he does he does not 
uh, respect Oklahoma as a state, and that's very disrespectful. I just dislike it. <laughs> doesn't respect Oklahoma as a state? It doesn't, man. Maybe that's a little too far. No. They, <laughs> they, they put him in the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. You should like, be a like Oklahoma. Like, you should be a territory. Like that's so. Cr- they put him in the in the Oklahoma Hall of Fame and he leaves. And you know what they do? They put Russ right right. In I know there. why he left though. He yeah. wants a ring. Yeah, we all know why he left. But then you don't go to the Warriors. No, I know. I don't agree with that either. You, you were up three one in the Warriors in the uh, in the Western Conference Finals. Beat them. Yes, but now we're getting to a different conversation. Uh, Fact is, it was an, it was an interesting game, disgusting. even though we knew uh, the outcome. I believe now George is going to come on the mic. And we're going to have time for you guys. As I said, remember, we do listener questions. Uh, we have You can email us your questions anytime. We'll answer them on the show, 30minuteweek at gmail.com. That's 30, not the word 30. And then you guys can either follow us on Twitter. I would love that. And tweet us your questions there or just have a normal dialogue, 30-minute week with a 30 again, not the word 30, the number 30. 30-minute-week 30 pod. We're at 30-minute-week pod. That being said, George, you there? What's up, George? Yeah, what's up, guys? Okay. Uh, so I have ready? a couple questions here. What's up with First that, one. I would hope so. <laughs> kind of awkward if you didn't. Like I thought you had. I'm yeah. like, oh no. Like yeah, sorry. Uh, didn't get any. <laughs> check, check the Twitter. Anyways, all right. What do you feel is the impact of the loss of Victor Cruz for the Giants, and where do you think he goes from here? Uh, that's funny because um, the impact not so heavy. I think you know New York is gonna miss you know doing a little salsa stuff, but you have OBJ who could do any dance he wants. Uh, Victor Cruz this year did not really have that much of an impact, let's be honest. And they do have Sterling Shepard, so why need Victor? When I heard this news, I was thinking on a scale of he's already signed with the team to, of course, he's going to be. How likely is he that he's going to be the newest New England Patriots receiver? Oh, my goodness. And (laughs) I just feel like it's such a good good fit, right? Victor Cruz going with Tom Brady. That. Uh, Anyways, that's a side note. We don't want him. Don't check that. We don't want him. I think that Victor Cruz, just because he's not the best dancer on the team anymore, doesn't mean he wouldn't have been valuable. I think it was his contract. They were paying him too much money for what he was. He's now the third option on the team when he used to be the number one. He wasn't the leader on the team, or else there wouldn't be no boat gate. That's not true. Those are all grown men. Victor Cruz can't tell him, hey, guys, no, you're not going. You're not. I'm not talking about not going to the boat. I'm talking about the way they handled that situation. Okay, well, that's another conversation. I think that. If the price is right, they should have kept him. Uh, do I think his his level of or the the performance he's had over the past years because of him? No, I think part of it is also Eli Manning. I think that when you're the third option on a team, that it's harder for Eli to get you the ball that many times as he used to. Uh, but regardless, I understand why they did this. Although it's a little shocking, it's a little sad. He's a, lot, a pretty iconic Giants player for what he was and what he did. So the fact that he's just unceremoniously cut is sad. The Giants' offense is one-dimensional. OBJ. Next question. All right, last and final question. Who has had more influence in the respective sport, Brady or LeBron? I, I saw this coming. That's a good either, question. Either, oh, man. And these, oh, man, I don't know what to That do was from here. John Ortiz. John Ortiz, you, you've put my back on the wall. Reed, go ahead, please. Well, Mr. Ortiz, both have been iconic athletes, and both have changed their sport, I would say, for the better. LeBron James. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to agree with Reed here. The, in, the, the influence that the individual NBA player has over his league Preach. is more than any NFL player will have and has had. It's just because the way the leagues are also structured, right? The NFL is about the shield, about the teams. Not that players like Tom Brady aren't iconic, but players like Tom Brady don't have the power that LeBron James does, who is, because he's the best player in the franchise history, arguably the best player in NBA Preach. history, is their GM. Pretty much, he'd be their owner if he had the money. That's yeah. how how much power he has. So for that reason, I think he therefore has the influence has of money. an owner. Listen, I agree with Reed one hundred percent. Like you said, like the in 
NBA players compared to NFL players, NBA can win that almost every time. Uh, LeBron James, even though they both have been seen as a villain at one point, LeBron was seen as a villain for like one year. He still is. Many people hate him. But Tom Brady has been hated for a while. People you know? hate greatness. People hated Le- every great player in history. They just quote unquote Spygate, quote unquote Deflategate, Supermodel Wife. There's many reasons to hate Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady. And remember, been, LeBron James, he, he did say he was taking his talent to South Beach on TV. You gotta, you can't forget yeah, him for that no, either. Yeah, but he's come back home. <laughs> I was came, being sarcastic. He's was, came back home. Yeah, so definitely I think LeBron James reigns. What do you think, home. George? We haven't heard from you yet. Uh, I agree with you guys, sadly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Brady, Brady, he can't take over a game like LeBron can in the end of the day. Uh, LeBron is a one-man show. Yeah. So. And, yeah, and, and listen, and football players play one side of the ball. You know? You're right. Brady, as for crazy as he doesn't have as much influence on the game in yeah. and out of it as yeah. LeBron does, and that's just the way the sports structure. I tell you yeah. what, Brady did influence. He has influenced our music that is going to come out in the next six months. Uh, think music? about this. Our music. Yeah, think about this real quick. <laughs> Be careful where you go with this. It makes no sense. For designer. Uh, Future released Nigo. an album on Friday. Everybody, were, were, they had their pen and paper going third quarter. Like, oh yeah, uh, the, the Falcons just won the Super Bowl. ATL, Hotlanta going up. Tom Brady said, uh, not so fast. He's, 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 he's dabbing on them? Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's disgusting. I do yeah. not want to see a Tom Brady dab. He, he, he did it once this year. He got like a first down. He's like, uh. And I think he like, threw it at his back or something like that. <laughs> okay. Anyways. I think that is it for our listener questions. Again, thank you guys Great. for emailing us. You can send them your questions for next week's show, 30minuteweek at gmail.com, or tweet them to us at 30minuteweekpod. The 30 is 3-0, not the word. Unfortunately, the show has come to an end now. Do you guys have anything you want to say before we get going? Happy Valentine's Day once again to all the ladies out there. I love you all my heart. RT, RT. Happy Valentine's Day. RT, RT. You guys are fools. Anyways, have a great week, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. Can't wait to see you next week. For George Rodriguez, Manny Adeye, I'm Reed Horner. Bye for now.